When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Holocron Histories. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria, um, and normally I would be joined by my co-host, uh, Austin, or known as Teacup, but he is out on vacation this week, so it's just me. Um, but I am joined by here with one of my patrons, uh, Darth Toasty, or known as Toasty. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. We're... we're... We're still we're still definitely dark side, but I think I think given <laughs> given this past month's uh, contributions to the Star Wars universe, uh, you know we're we're repping the blue today. Yes, like, for our boy Obi Wan, oh, such a good show, and that is our topic today. We are literally just going to be gushing about Obi Wan Kenobi, um, about going over the entire series, um, and I will give fair warning to everybody who is listening. This is going to be heavy spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, first off, what are you doing? Go watch it. Two, if you don't want to listen to this and come back later after you watch the series, feel free to do so. We'll wait. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll wait. (laughs) No, no. Just hold the silence for like ten minutes, and then (laughs) you go. No, no. We're we're going to talk about Obi Wan. So I was thinking, um. For the first half of the show, we'll talk about episodes one through three, and then second half of the show, we just go through uh, four through six. Okay. So, because, you know, it was only six episodes. It wasn't enough. It it wasn't. It It wasn't wasn't enough. It was... It wasn't enough. Granted, like, the ending was was perfect. (laughs) and we will go over that but that ending was like spot on to where it's like okay this is where it should end Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of people want a season two honestly i'm okay with no season two they do anything else with the series with the obi-wan series just doesn't make any sense like like it just wouldn't be it would just have to be its own separate Mm storyline of stuff because like you can't he can't be involved with with Luke and Leia anymore. He just can't. Yeah, he can't do it because that that would completely scrutinize the entire canon timeline 
with the original trilogy. I mean, if anything, if they want to do anything more with the characters, more than like, I mean, we could see Reva again, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, or we could see... Um, I have theories about Reva, actually. Ooh. I have theories about Reva. And then uh, I could see them doing something with, uh, oh, what's his name? He was in Eternals. Um, uh, Kumail Nin- Ninjani? Ninjani? Yeah. I, I mean, I could see them maybe do something with this character, maybe. I mean, ish. I'd be I'd be totally fine with it because like that actor's fucking amazing. It's so good. Yes. So I'd be fine with them. I'd be fine with him becoming like legitimate. Like I didn't know he was in the show so until I saw him. Yeah, no one did. Everyone's like, like, wait, what? Like, why is he here? <laughs> of course, he's making wisecracks and he's like comedy relief the entire time. But I am perfectly okay with that. He does that a lot, though. Like he yeah, does true. do that. If you ever want, movies. if anybody watches Eternals, it is a long drag of a movie, but he is a perfect character in that film. His character is hilarious. He's my. I think he was my third favorite Eternal. I think that's my fair. favorite. My favorite was is it uh, the ASL girl. No, the the <laughs> the the one with super speed. Yes. And then my second. My the Marvel's second was, Flash. Yeah, and then my second was like the controlling mind dude. That dude, that dude was interesting. I thought he was just very different. Or no, no, but no wait. What am I talking about? I forgot about oh, the dude who punches. Never mind. He was my he was my second favorite. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, back to the Obi Wan. So episode one, like. That episode alone was. It was, so. It wasn't, and and like this is definitely a thing where like each episode got better and better. Mm-hmm. I think, definitely a good intro to the series, but not like the best episode. I no, no, sure. but it, it's it was kind of heartbreaking seeing Obi Wan, the way he was. Especially, like, he had... And once you get to episode two, you see his struggle. Like, he had straight on, like, almost PTSD when it came. Like, when he saw that clone, it, mm-hmm. it just... It shook me. I was like, oh, my God. There's a clone, and Obi-Wan's just like, oh, crap. What do I do? <laughs> I was... I was like really. I they, I guess they, they didn't end up doing anything with it, but I was like the mo- the first part I saw him and I was like, is that Rex? Is that what? No, I mean it couldn't be Rex because he would be on that uh, you know that barren planet with a uh, wolf and Gregor and the Walker. Okay. At this I point, because uh, Obi Wan. So if for anybody listening, Obi Wan actually takes place. Four or five years. years. Well, it's ten years after Revenge, but it's five years before Rebels starts. Okay. So Star Wars Rebels starts place five years afterwards, and that's where we see we see Captain Rex back in that show, and we see a bunch of like some return characters from the Clone Wars. Um, Obi Wan's actually in Rebels for um, one episode. I know I've seen like those clips with the. Because is that the Darth Maul scene? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, and that's what a lot of people um, were. I know before before the show premiered, a lot of people wanted to see Maul in the show, and I was like, no, don't. 
because that just I, ruin, I that saw would a lot ruin, of videos that was like ruin that scene. In it would ruin it completely. Yeah, but um, yeah, those first two episodes is like we get a young Leia, which I was not expecting at all. I don't think anyone was expecting that. Like honestly. Luke, obviously, so we see we see him in the trailer, but like I was not expecting to see Leia and having and for her to her be a focal key point character in mm-hmm. the 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 series the season and seeing her and like the actress they picked for her, that ten year old actress they got for her was freaking spot on with Princess Leia. It oh my god. It was such a good actress. Great this is the part where Toasty gets on the soapbox because I'm about to Uh-oh. go on the soapbox for a moment. All right. Uh-oh. All right. No, love the actress. <laughs> Thanks. It was great. There's a lot of people that don't like her. There's a lot of people that don't like young Leia. And I have a problem with that personally, because one, one of the biggest reasons for them not liking her is that she's annoying. I'm sorry. She's a 10 year old. Children are fucking annoying. <laughs> I'm so, like, I haven't met very many children in my life. Let alone a 10-year-old who is annoying. a adopted daughter, an, an actual and actual daughter of a diplomat, and mm-hmm. force-sensitive on top of that. Yeah. Her roasting like, her, like, so-called cousin was freaking hysterical that's that so like great. oh my god this is great and the the way she pinpointed everything is like is she using the force to like tap into his mind subconsciously like just the way she's like streaking like she's hitting him in all these different pressure points why she's trying to why she's roasting See, him. i don't like, think oh it's the fo- i i don't think it's the force because they show throughout the entire show like through the entire show just how like wicked smart she is, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Like with given who her parents are and then who her adopted parents are, mm-hmm. like it, she's going to be obviously highly educated. Um, and then, you know, you can attribute it to, you know, to the force sensitive abilities. Like even if they're just a little bit highly intuitive, which is going to help with that kind of situation, but she just, and she like, she does all the things that smart people do. Like you notice she asks questions all mm-hmm. the time. Oh yeah. Smart kids do that. Oh yeah. Like that's how they learn. They ask questions and they get the answers and they learn from it. And she's doing that at all times. And a lot of people thought it was annoying, but it was like, she's learning. Yeah, this she's, is this she's... is what's gonna make her the Leia we see in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like this is she's, this and, is and she's ten. <laughs> She's, she's 10. 10. She's, of course she's asking questions. I was asking questions at 10 year old on That's a regular basis. Do. That's what you do. Questions. You and question everything you, in life. Especially Let alone you're in a like. Kidnapped and you get rescued by some weird old dude that you've never seen before in your life. Yeah. And I will say that that chasing was obviously we all know. Chasing was, was bad. The, the, chasing it was, bad. was really bad. But granted like with that chasing you have to consider Yes, those are grown guys, grown men going after a 10-year-old. The 10-year-old it will not run as fast as a 30, 40-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. So well, they kind of had like, they kind of had to prolong it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they made it that the it probably would have been better without the chase, or at least if yeah. they'd done the chase in a way that like made it look more believable because I could believe that she could outrun them for a little bit. 
Right. It's her forest. She's out there. I don't know. Every chance she gets, they establish that like right off the rip. So like, they're not going to know the, that landscape. She's going to know it. Granted again, they're older. They're eventually going to outrun her. But like having that one lady just walk into the tree branch for no reason, that was really yeah. dumb. That was like, you could have her run into the tree branch. Just have her break it though, because she's probably big enough to break that tree branch. Right. It was just right. like, it, it was so bad of a representation of running into a tree branch. Right. Though I will say, I love, I love Leia's little new droid they added to the show. Lola. Lola. Lola was really good. That, that was that was a unique droid that we haven't seen before. Interesting hook for the later episodes. Uh, oh yeah, was cool. Um, and then what? Uh, I mean, that really goes into episode two. Um, I mean, Obi Wan goes. He well, he leaves Tatooine at the end of episode one. I right. He's living. Yeah, he's leaving at the end of episode one yeah. because he's got. Which, that, that's the other thing. Other the very, thing, he why the hell flaunts his lightsaber. His lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> he's, <laughs> saber. Does I okay? We know what you have is your saber. Don't flaunt it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> the Inquisitors like, are after you. <laughs> that was out for like a good five seconds. You know, like, it's that, like dude. Somebody <laughs> sees that you're going down. Like, they were here oh, a day and a half ago. <laughs> before we get into episode two, I I uh, perfect. Personally, I actually really in, enjoyed the live-action adaptation of the Grand Inquisitor and the uh, Fifth Brother. The Fifth Brother was, like, spot-on. Grand Inquisitor, I thought, was spot-on, too. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people complained about how the Grand Inquisitor looks, but you have to... And, and this is all my opinion. You can take it as what is what it is, but it's hard when you go from animation... CGI animation to live action. And again, a lot of people say, well, they have his species in Revenge of the Sith. And say, okay, that's true. But at a practical standpoint, the one in Revenge of the Sith was just stood there. The Grand Inquisitor is constantly in motion and waving his saber around. (laughs) He can't have that pointed head and still be able to move at a practical rate what the show requires you to do mm. but yeah, other than I that, yeah. yeah i never i didn't pick up on the fact that he was like a palin mm-hmm. until i saw it like on the internet i was like oh i mean yeah he does look different from how they did it revenge of the sith but i mean i mean it's really all it, i mean I as far as disney's going to star wars they're doing a lot more practical effects again like what the originals were and i mean we're going to just get different stuff. Now, the fifth brother, I thought, was spot on to what he was from the animation. It's so weird seeing that that actor, though, like yeah. in that position. I was like, this it threw me off so much. I was like, holy cow, it's that guy. Right. I don't even know his name. Yeah, and I, I can't remember, remember him. the top of my head. I remember him from like all the Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I was like, hey, that's Han. <laughs> my, my wife was blown away. I was like, hey. Hey, you know, you know what actor that is? She was like, "What? No." <laughs> Showed her a picture. She was like, "What?" You <laughs> <the> <laughs> <laughs> look real different, right? I haven't seen any like because I guess they have like pre-established stuff. Just from the sounds of it, um, for like, 
for the the Grand Inquisitor. So like, yeah, he was in. Before? Yeah, he's in Star Wars Rebels. A lot of the characters okay. we see in Obi Wan Kenobi are in Rebels. So the Grand Inquisitor, the Fifth Brother, um, I think that's it. <clears throat> Just those two from Rebels. But I mean, they okay. they took a lot of. And uh, some people pointed this out. They took a lot of inspiration from Rebels for the show. Um, okay. And once we get to the second half of the show, uh, you'll see why. We see that in episode six. <laughs> they took a, okay. a straight up scene from Rebels and had that same scene in episode six, but tweaked. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't uh, watched Rebels, so those those references are personally between clone wars and rebels i feel like rebels is a little more well written they usually do better on the writing and the later stuff i mean well rebels was all i mean everything both shows were done with dave filoni i just feel like they since it's all original stuff nothing to do with anakin or obi-wan or them trying to like jump through hoops or trying to figure stuff out with the films with Rebels, it's all original stuff, so they could easily, like, write what they want and be done with it. Because, like, if you notice, and um, this is a little sidetrack here, uh, in Star Wars The Clone Wars, Anakin never meets Grievous. You never see them together because of that one line Anakin says in Revenge of the Sith when he sees Grievous, Oh, I thought you would be taller. Uh. And J- 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 Dave Filoni... F- like went out of his way to make sure Anakin and Grievous never saw each other in all seven seasons. Wow, that that's yeah. impressive writing. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my god, impressive. just the little details that he does. But um, yeah, with episode two, you know, um, we see Obi Wan go to the planet where Leia has been taken. Um, we see him giving death sticks to him. Fun fact, that is his daughter. Like, like, Ewan McGregor's legitimate daughter, like, is the actress who gives him the death sticks in the show. Oh, really? Yeah, that's his actual daughter. And I was like, oh. And why she's like, why are you here? Oh, I'm looking for my daughter. Or looking... I think that's what he said. And he's like, oh. And she goes off saying, basically... Oh, only if we ha- if I had a family, blah blah blah. And I was like, then you find out, oh, that's his actual daughter. He's like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Um, um, we meet. We, I can't remember his name though. Can, oh yeah, you know, yeah. Not Johnny. I don't remember his character's name, but yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, we meet him trying to pretend as a Jedi, and it's like, yep, nope. I was like, you could tell he was a con artist right off the jump. I don't think there was oh, yeah. anybody that was convinced that he was an actual Jedi. <laughs> he started no. talking, and I was like, he's such a con artist. <laughs> Especially crazy. asking for credits, like, oh, you need this in advance, too. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> no? Um, we see Obi-Wan do hand-to-hand combat. Oh, after he goes through and walks through basically a Breaking Bad scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the hand-to-hand combat was cool. I I feel like that was like a, a thing that we don't see. Mm-mm. I can't think of any time we've seen that. Like, you know? Not in live action, we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really a little neat 
cool detail is when he hits the Zabrak, which is the one with the horns. He cuts his hand on the horn. I was like, oh, that's actually attention to detail for once. Holy crap. I was like, like, don't punch a Zabrak. And then, you know, then we see Obi-Wan save Leia. Mm-hmm. Which I was kind of, I was kind of expecting her to hit him <laughs> at some point. She Not did. Just, did she hit him? When she, whenever he like opened the door, she like, she like clocked him right in the nads in the trailer. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. She tried to, she tried to get out. It was, it was great. <laughs> it was like, hey, look at this, this, this little annoying ten-year-old already had an escape plan and everything. She was ready to go. Granted. She wasn't going to get very far if it had been the other people, but... Oh, no. Oh, God, no. Whatever. Um, Probably the most important detail. I mean, obviously the the trust issues and stuff, but I think the most important detail of episode two is that he uses the Force. Yes, and he struggles. He's been... Because he's been locked off for ten years, right? Yeah, he hasn't used the Force in a decade because of... Everything we see in episode one with him having those visions and the flashback, flashback like dreams of Anakin turning and him thought he killed Anakin, it just haunted him. So he never I used think, the force. See, the thing is, is I think that that just is another point to prove how great of a Jedi he really is. Is that he locked himself off from the force because he knew the conflict that he had. Yeah. And that if he'd been attached to the Force, the urge to, to use the dark side would have come from At him. some point. Because, I another. mean, how much pain, probably anger he had to be feeling, grief. Like, he's feeling every emotion. They tell you not to fear, to, to risk the dark side. Mm-hmm. And so he's just like, no Force. Because this is this will keep me from, you know, turning dark. Oh, yeah. I feel like that was a conscious decision for that reason. Yeah. And then we also, I mean, in, during that same scene, we get that awkward, like, shootout on the roofs and find out Obi-Wan's not the best of shots, at least in that in that scene. He it's, gets better shots later on, but... I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't ever shoot a gun, really, so it's <laughs> like, I mean, you gotta, you gotta learn how to do that stuff, you know? Well, it's, it's funny. Someone pointed out, uh, I saw it when this uh after this episode um he always says that guns are un- like uncivilized yet mm-hmm. he used a gun to kill grievous he uses a gun now in uh kenobi and then he actually used the- a gun and um when he went undercover in the clone wars it's like dude you can't say they're uncivilized if you keep using these hey it's not his preferred but he realizes whenever he has to use the and so that's know, fair that's true but um, uh what the end of that ep- was it, yeah the end of that episode we get the big reveal where uh obi-wan finds out vader is alive right and the <clears throat> death of the grand inquisitor. yeah death of the grand inquisitor which when i first saw <laughs> that i was like okay he can't die because this is before rebels and see we- i had no that i guess I'm glad that I don't have the rebel stuff because like that was more believable for me. Like, yeah. I know so yeah, if you never watched, happen. if you never watched rebels, you would never known. But in rebels, mm-hmm. that's where we actually see is li- uh, the actual death is in rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. 
he goes off he goes out a lot cooler than the what we see in like what we yeah. would assumed in obi-wan oh i get stabbed in the gut and i was like that's a terrible way to go rebels mm-hmm. he has a much better much better exit but yeah and then we get to episode three which is they have are on that transport going going to that like desert like planet where you know obi-wan's constantly like qui-gon help me help me qui-gon doesn't hear anything which yeah, is a, well. which is foreshadowing yeah, it is. That's it is. sweet. It's like they they put out yeah, his name so much. Well, that's the one with the flowers, right? The flower planet. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the one with all the flowers. They're doing. He's obviously we meet Freck. Yeah, yeah. Which is an interesting <laughs> looking alien, <laughs> Mister Mole Man. Mister Mole Man. Uh, very interesting guy. Very interesting Where. Guy. Uh, Leia asks more questions. Uh, who's my fa- who's actually my father? Who's actually my mother? And it's like, do you you knew them, didn't you? And it's like, oh snap, she's getting close. Yeah, yeah um, and then, uh, like Obi Wan's actually a decent liar, <laughs> right? Um, Obi Wan sees a Force vision of Anakin. Yeah, he's obviously still like struggling with that stuff is Mm -hmm. is it a is it a force vision or is it just ptsd like i mean honestly you could put a combination of the both yeah (laughs) Yeah, i would say it'd be probably both and then what what's after that uh the mole man betrays them betrays them we see a stormtrooper get literally uh, cut in half on screen for once yeah that that was was, that was probably the most shocking thing of the entire series is like oh my god i actually saw someone actually get cut in half for once on screen because everything is off it's always off screen when you see that stuff well see like i don't disney disney likes it i think in star wars it doesn't like because they're it doesn't they don't bleed because everything's like yeah it's all cauterized (laughs) yeah everything gets cauterized so it's like there's no blood that stuff isn't as bad mm-hmm. as like you know so <clears throat> they definitely don't yeah but i mean that was cool that that fight um and then you know we find out about essentially the underground railroad for force sensitives yeah and have that name drop of quinlan boss which i was not expecting to hear either I, um, of, I feel like they made a lot of references to like small little things here and there. That they they did they did a lot in this show, which mm-hmm. I was very surprised to see. Um, and then that's also is that this, yeah I think that's the isn't that the same that's the same episode we see Vader come through isn't it? Yeah. So the final part that that was terrifying. <laughs> Vader is so scary. <laughs> that's when you see oh. Oh, I do not want to mess with... I mean, so if anybody plays... He has the best... When they do, like, the intro where you're not expecting Vader, they always do so good with it. I mean, like, this brought me back to, like, the very end of Jedi Fallen Order where, like, he, like, randomly shows up and it's like, like, you know, she gets all scared and then you just hear the breathing and you're like, 
And that part with that, where it's oh, like, <laughs> you see you see all the Inquisitors at the end, and you're like, okay, the Inquisitors got here, they're fine out on them, and then, like, Obi-Wan starts kind of, like, freaking out. And it's like, oh, oh, this is well, more than that. And just, then you not just only hear that, like, Vader breathing. just walking down that street and just, just dragging and breaking everybody's necks. They showed like, that a lot of terrifying. graphic stuff in this. I mean, because they, he... And this is something that like someone pointed out. I remember watching a video where they were like super impressed by the effects that they used because they had him literally drag someone out of their house through the window into the air. And then, of course, he just straight like it shows you like he just snaps that person's neck without a doubt. He also snapped the kid's neck without any hesitation or. Yeah, that was that was a child. There was also (laughs) like he's opposed to killing children. But (laughs) the first scene of episode one is straight up order 66. Oh, we forgot about that. And I was like, forget about that. They intro the show. with What? (laughs) And mind you, they show order 66 multiple times in this show. And I was like, how many times do we have to see these junglings get slaughtered? (laughs) Yeah, it was actually slaughter this time. It's not like where we see it like off screen, where it's like Master Skywalker. What are we going to do? And then that's it. We actually see it. Yeah, they show things. Like I feel like this is at the point where I think Disney realized, and honestly, I think it's thanks to them adding the Netflix Marvel shows to Disney Plus, is that okay? I think we can go a little bit more darker and mature with some of these tones. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Star Wars, I mean, yes, it's all for all ages, but all the hardcore fans are our age, twenty plus. We're like, all adults. Now. We're all adults. Yeah, like, we're... like, I'm so, yes, there are kids who like Star Wars, but majority of the fan- hardcore fans are adults. <laughs> mm-hmm. We kind of want then... these tones. The the intimidating like him standing in the so that that part where we just see the red lightsaber mm-hmm. ignite it's just oh dear and Obi-Wan, we get to see Obi Wan finally ignite his lightsaber and he gets his ass whooped yeah I'm sorry Obi Wan's a great Jedi master but him he's, being disconnected from the Force rusty. for so long he and him not practicing yeah. No. It's very rusty. So yeah, he gets messed up. He gets burned. Oh you my god, that was also burned. Thing. That was gruesome. That was, that was the other like dark scene that Vader does. He literally tortures Obi Wan. It's like, oh, this is uh, I am what you made me. Oh, let me basically here. Let me show you the pain that I felt with on Mustafar. Here you go. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, they they did a lot. <laughs> okay, you're good. Okay, what? You were cutting out a little bit. And oh I was no! Like, oh no! <laughs> okay, but yeah, it, okay. it was a uh... yeah. That episode was intense. Oh yeah, mainly Vader because oh, yeah. Vader's great. It was definitely a good midpoint, like for the season of like oh oh things have gotten real. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh things aren't here for uh, playing. It's no playtime now. <laughs> but I think this is where we should go to our mid-break. I mean, that was really the end of episode three, really. Oh, we see Reva take Leia, which will go into episode four. Right. And Obi-Wan be dragged after getting burnt. 
Yeah. Though, like a lot, I know a lot of people did point this out. Why did uh, why did they let Obi Wan live? Why didn't they like try and take him? It's like, guys, a new hope kind of has to happen. You can't yeah. die. <laughs> you can't <laughs> sorry. actually kill. You Obi-Wan. can't kill him, and you can't kill Vader's. So. Yeah. Kind of in the original films, you, you can't you gotta, change like, that. Conclude the story without like concluding the story, right? So, but all right, let's let's drop into our mid break. All right, now that we're in our mid-break, this is where uh, I thank all my patrons, Toasty here, joining me today. Uh, We do have another patron, uh, Genesis, who is part of the uh, Two Girls, One Ship podcast. Uh, She was unable to make it today. Uh, Hope everything's well with that. Um, But uh, if you want to join us on next episode, next month's episode, we do have our Patreon at patreon.com slash holocron histories where you can join us on there get ad free episodes and be able to join us here on the show like today um i we don't have any new reviews uh on apple podcasts but if you want to support the show as well not through patreon but want to support us another way you can always leave us a review on apple podcasts or give us a five-star review on spotify uh that will help us grow as a podcast and help us get to more people in the Star Wars universe. So, I mean, pretty short uh, mid-break for this week, since don't have a lot going on. So, yeah. But, uh, alright, let's get back into the second half of the show. I, I love that sound clip. <laughs> Let's play some blaster noise with the Wilhelm scream. It's great. But, uh... Yeah, episode four. Is it cool uh, if I read Jin's notes? Oh, yeah, yeah, go right ahead. (laughs) Kind of like gushing over our own stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I want to make sure I get it. So, so, uh, Genesis sent me her notes for the episode. Um, I'm going to read exactly what she sent me. Oh, um, oh okay. Which, <laughs> uh, it's going to be, it's a random jumble. I'm going to be so honest with you. Uh, so I'm going to move these over here just because I don't, I want to make sure to get into the microphone. Um, so uh, Jin sent me, I want to say sorry for not being able to make it. An emergency family health situation has come up and it is not a short-term fix. I'll be spending a majority of my time in the hospital for the next two months minimum. But before any of that started, I was taking notes, bullet points to talk about. So I kind of did my notes as a stream of consciousness while watching. Uh, you must, must you start with the younglings rude and sad that silhouette was perfect. The music feels right. There are those sounds that are so uniquely star Wars that I picked them up. You guys were right. I am going to be crying this entire series. <laughs> Close to the same age as my kid, teaching her to be inquisitive and to walk her own path of power. I have been avoiding all spoilers and was so shocked to see Kamal Johnny. He is one of my favorites and I am so happy to see him. Fun fact, this isn't his first foray into space. He was a voice actor for director Tan of Solarian in the Mass Effect Andromeda game. 
and is also a bit of a shady shady Sith head um, because of our censorships, um, which I totally... I yeah, totally you totally said an totally F word earlier. I am so sorry. You can bleep that. Put force. I'm just going to pause right here. Force. They just put that over it. Okay. But, uh, no, that's too much. Um, oh, geez. Uh, I love a redemption arc. Ha! Inquisiting people. This kid is amazing. I had an unhealthy obsession with Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen. This has triggered a flood of memories. The mole-looking dude Freck sounds like Big Bird. Wilhelm! I love her love of droids. Definitely takes after her father. Lightsaber battle must watch in detail. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, that's awesome. That's Great. Uh, Genesis, I hope everything goes well and hope uh, you can join us next month. Um, we send all your all the love to you and your family. So, that was... That, but, I, was yeah, like, that, I was like, I'm going to read exactly these... <laughs> And provide no context whatsoever. <laughs> that's great. That's 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 so... awesome. <laughs> oh, that's episode four. <laughs> yeah, episode four. Um, well, we see uh, the Vader and Obi Wan having that duality back to Tink scene, mm-hmm. which was cool. Though we yeah, didn't yeah. say uh, at the end of episode two when Obi Wan finds. Anakin's alive. We oh, see Anakin in that back to tank, that getting sued up, but then like, so, oh. like him open his eyes, like, oh crap! He opens his eyes and like the way the breathing starts at that one point, like they did that whole thing like perfectly. That was so yeah. good. Oh, so intimidating. But uh, is so scary. Like they, he's terrifying. He's always been really scary, but I don't think they've ever made him so like as scary as they did for this series. Because anytime he shows up, I I feel it. Like I'm like, oh dear. And they made sure to show like just he how dangerous and in- <clears throat> this show really captivated his terror i mean honestly it, it gave me the same chills like playing jedi fallen order the very end of the game you see vader show up and this is the one game you don't play as an overpowered character you're just an average jedi you are going to die under average jedi to be honest well, uh, yeah honest, yeah Cal Kestis isn't even he, like he's not even an average jedi because like, you know he's got he, interesting powers that's the only thing that makes him really unique is like like he force can, stasis and his force like, stasis and he can like use uh, or whatever he can uh sense force echoes in the objects that's it, it. makes him like unique but overall the rest of his force abilities yeah are very as soon as vader came in people was like oh i'm gonna fight him it's like no i'm gonna run the other way because i know this is not gonna <laughs> end well <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> but uh yeah that oh god but yeah this is where uh obi-wan goes off and rescues leia again Mm-hmm. From the underwater uh, Inquisitor headquarters that we actually do see in Fallen Order, so this is yeah. the same place. Uh, this is actually Fallen Order actually takes place five years prior to Kenobi, or no, four, six years. 
because Fallen Order Two is five years after the first one. I feel like at this point, like they gotta they gotta move base. Right. Like, I mean, when the first we, one, like six years prior, they had a some random Jedi who wasn't even really on their radar that much, except like for that, trying to find a holocron. Breaks Jedi in, just and up gets out, and, and like those tunnels just keep getting collapsed. I mean, granted, with Cal, it was all Darth Vader. Like it was a hundred percent him destroying everything. This one, Obi Wan destroys the thing, and it's like y'all got to consider like. You know, going just above above water, or something. Yeah, like, stop, it's stop having submerged thing, stuff because it's not one leak. Well one leak just takes it. Just takes <clears throat> one leak. If you've had so many leaks <laughs> in many in, in in different aspects of the word, both water leaks and intelligence leaks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and we also see a purge trooper on live action, which is sick. that was cool. I like seeing really the purge cool. troopers, even though they didn't really do anything. Compared, like, except in the game drown. to where they can... Yeah, except for Drown. <laughs> um, it's still cool to see. Um, we see, like, lightsaber action. Like, yeah, we like, actually actual, do see actual... Genuine, like, because, like, the fight between Darth Vader and Obi... Like, the first fight, nothing. It's It was... It wasn't it really was 100% much one-sided to, this, to, <laughs> to Darth. Yeah. And, and Obi-Wan... And correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm obviously not the expert, but this is Obi-Wan's, like, bread and butter, right? Like, this is... Like the form that he uses for fighting oh, yeah. is the one that was developed specifically for like defense against blaster bolts. So yes. he's like in his fighting style. Oh yeah, he's in his like actual like uh, lightsaber style to where he's like deflecting blaster bolts left and right. We do when he does save Leia, um, he actually he takes a different turn to where he's using like um, kind of what we see in a, uh, if you watch Mandalorian where. With the during the Ahsoka episode in season two, where she's doing this hit and run tactics, like uh, uh, igniting her saber and then retracting it and going back and forth from because of using the darkness. I think so. Obi Wan does the same exact thing with the with the stormtroopers. Yeah, with obviously there's like a tactical advantage in that, of course, like doing that, oh, yeah. but with. I it's just I think it's just them like bringing back the ideas of like the stuff they did in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's like they did the, it was all like, guerrilla they cut warfare. the power to the lights. Well, they also did the stuff of like cutting power to the lights so you get to see only the lightsabers doing things. And everybody loves seeing a lightsaber ignite in a dark oh, space. Yes. We love it yes. so much. Like the moment the lights are cut out, we're like Oh, please. That's why please. all the fight scenes you see with a lightsaber in this show is all dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's 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 so good. It's so good to see that lightsaber ignite. Oh, um, yes. And and then, like, he starts getting into the groove. Because you can tell he has struggles a bit to take down the stormtroopers. Cause, like, yes, it takes multiple I mean, hits to take one down. Yeah, it's like, okay, I mean, they are using... They probably upgraded armor. Uh, but, like, I mean, the stormtrooper they, armor have like some. They don't really have much resistance to lightsabers themselves. But then again, Kenobi hasn't been doing this for a decade. Yeah, so he's, he's never like, fought a stormtrooper. Yeah, he's definitely out of practice here. But like, once he starts getting in his groove, like deflected blaster bolts left and right. Oh, yeah. Like, and then you know we see him use the force to like hold back the water pressure of the ocean mm-hmm. i might add 
I mean, we like, see Vader do it, but I mean, that's Vader. That's Vader. Vader's always been like, I mean, when we talk about episode five with Vader's force ability, we'll get to that, of course. But oh my god, like we know Vader's got extreme force, ab- like force ability. Obi Wan, like he's strong, but he's never been that strong. In, like the force, I mean, he's a he's a guardian. Like he's better with a lightsaber, right? Um, but like to hold back that much pressure and then redirect the pressure to a new location and yes. still out be able to i mean people are like well how did he outrun it and it's like well guys he he's a jedi he can use the force to help him run that's a thing yeah. um, it's also prediction still, like where he would yeah. run before it broke like he was able to like start running but <clears throat> I mean, some of those things, like, whatever. Minor details, people. Come on, just appreciate, like, how epic this was overall. Right. Um, and then then you get to see them, like, try to sneak out with Leia under a yeah. cloak. <laughs> was, and they straight up pass the Inquisitors. That was, straight up that, was, that was really, like, dumb. I was like, wait a minute, what? Uh, <laughs> I noticed that. There was a lot of situations in this and obviously I'm not an expert, like I said, but like, there's a lot of situations I feel like in this where like, if people had been like using the force, like a lot of the shenanigans that people pulled would not have come away. <laughs> like, Ooh, it's like, Oh, yeah. like, like if we'd been using the force, we would have realized that like this dude's right here, like this or, or whatever. Um, but you know, it's fine. They, they, they start getting caught before they're able to like fully get out. And then we see the, the like, I don't remember the name of the ships, but the, um, hot, they're, the hot speeders they're come air, in. They're air speeders. Um, I can't <clears throat> remember the exact name of the model of the air speeder they're using. But I, I mean, to be fair, out of all the ships I was expecting to see, I don't think I was expecting to see no. those. Oh, God, no. That no. was cool. I was like, okay, that's a little, <clears throat> like, throwback. That like, was okay. neat. They they came in, um, Reva, a little bit of a force ability there. She just seemed pretty strong to huck that thing. And, oh, yeah, uh, she chucked a freaking um, fuel canister, like canister and, just, yeah. and just killed the other one of the pilots that didn't have them on it. Yeah, there was just like, luck, but. but like, it was so, you know, we get to see that she's like a bit stronger than she sh- she's come off to be so far. True. Um, and then, and then episode five. Yeah, five is where things get stuff. even more intense. <laughs> That's so, good. you know, Ugh. Kenobi gets uh, back to the uh, shelter to where all the people are at, where um, trying to get off planet to escape from the Empire. Well, <laughs> find out Reva bugged Lola and, mm-hmm. you know overrided the controls for to get out of the entire bay another cool detail is that uh he almost killed reva like when he came in that room at the end of episode four he was full on with the intent to kill because someone has and obviously this could be interpreted as whatever way you want but i've seen a really good video talking about how so like when anakin starts using the force choke ability um like, with the first time he really does it, he does it on Padme, right? Right. And, like, he 
doesn't realize how strong his force abilities are. So like he does it and because of Palpatine's manipulations, he becomes convinced that he's the one that killed Padme. Like he thinks he killed her in that moment. And so they show like the other details of like the way he uses force choke in the original trilogy is that he's often using like two fingers and his thumb rather mm-hmm. than his whole hand. Um, because if he he know if he used his whole he, hand, he would snap. probably kill, he would think that he would. Kill and, them. and you do see that <clears throat> back in episode three when he is like force choking and snapping people left and right. He's not doing it with two. He's using his whole. He's whole, using his whole hand. Whole yeah. hand. <clears throat> but he came in this room whole hand on Reva. Oh, he yeah. was fully in the intent to kill her right there, because like I I looked directly at his hand. I was looking for that detail. Because I had like just seen the video, and I was like, mm. "I mean, when he's trying to save this girl, and she's like, everybody thinks Luke is the new is the new hope. It's Leia who's the new hope. Mm-hmm. She's the hope of the galaxy because yeah, Luke is there, but he's there to basically <clears throat> take down Vader in the end. It's Leia who is picking up the entire galaxy." Yeah, Leia's providing balance for the galaxy while Luke is just balancing the force the itself. Force. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but yeah, um, that like we see we find out in that episode, you know, uh Reva didn't become an inquisitor just to become an inquisitor. She became an inquisitor to specifically kill Vader. Yeah, because so fun she, fact, she, she was, was a <laughs> youngling who got stabbed <clears throat> right in the gut and somehow lived. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she got. Did it show that she got stabbed? Yeah, I think they, she, like she, she got a uh, puncture right on her left side. Okay. Um, it's like if you miss vital organs. I mean, yeah, if you miss vital organs, and plus everything they, with you a lightsaber, you're not gonna bleed out. Yeah, yeah. when the lightsaber it cauterizes, so you're not gonna bleed out or anything. But the wound is still there. Um, yeah. But you find out like her her whole intent was to kill Vader to avenge her um other paddle uh, other younglings that she were with uh training with back in the jedi temple oh, so yeah. we see in a, you know another flash scene of order 66 and all that fun stuff oh yeah more order 66 um mm-hmm. and then uh of course that that reveal and like she reveals that and then she just cuts open the blast doors that they're oh, sealed God. behind right and then we get to see that uh they kept so they didn't make it very obvious but like if you know you know if you notice stormtroopers not hitting a lot of people <laughs> just to have a whole entire firing squad of stormtroopers so- not landing a lot of shots even in point blank range. Well, so I know a lot of people give everybody. It's like, well, the stormtroopers are ordered not to do that. No, the stormtroopers, like, yeah, they're trained soldiers, but they're like, they're not clones. They're not bred. They're like literally just taken off the street, or people were like, mm-hmm. like how our military is set up. People just volunteering. Nine times out of ten, these people are joining the empire just so they have a job. And survive. <laughs> it's security. So, yeah, it's just security land. and just make sure they don't die and in, from the Empire. From the meta perspective of, like, Disney has fully acknowledged that it is a meme. And oh, yeah. they, they oh, plan to continue the meme because of the scene in The Mandalorian 
with the scout troopers trying to shoot the can and one literally walks up to it and misses. They did a scene for it. They are not changing the fact that stormtroopers <laughs> can't aim. And so, I am okay funny with enough, it. <laughs> uh, it's funny enough. So in Star Wars Rebels, this is kind of played off more. And I think it was like season two of Star Wars Rebels with Rex and Kanan, another Jedi go go off and trying to rescue Ezra, another Jedi on an Imperial Star Destroyer. Rex, they're all Rex and Kanan are disguised as stormtroopers. Rex at the when they are confronted and are uh, shooting and have a shootout. Rex is firing at other stormtroopers and can't hit anything. And he's like, "God darn it!" He takes the helmet. I was like, "I can't see anything." Chucks the helmet and starts shooting, and it's like hitting every single target. It's It's literally the helmets are apparently very terrible to aim. Yeah, (laughs) it's like oh. That's great. It's like, this is not clone armor. (laughs) It's like, this stuff's crap. Um, But uh, something we didn't talk about in episode five, the freaking Obi-Wan and uh, Padawan Anakin flashbacks with the prequels and having that correlate with current events going back and forth. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Just, Just seeing them in their prequel outfits and styles it's not even like just prequel that was that was attack of the clones that was yeah that That was was short hair that was before raid i was um, like holy cow timeline wise that is before attack of the clones because anakin is knighted after the events of attack on the clones because he's still a padawan because he had his padawan braid yeah yeah so it's like during or right before attack of the clones (laughs) starts and just seeing that and like their looks are identical to that film yeah, it's like, i was oh my god <laughs> i was it was like obi-wan yeah, like walking uh having that hairdo again they did it just uh, like like the the only thing discerning hayden christensen from like back then to now is just like the fact that like you can see that he's older and that was it that was yeah. the only thing that was different about his appearance like the hair was absolutely perfectly right and i was mm-hmm. like it's just like yeah you can tell in his face he's obviously you know 15 years older than he was <laughs> yeah like he's old but it's like he was so, so good <clears throat> 20 20 years sorry 20 years older because it came attack out, on the clones came out 20 years ago yeah God, so, it's old. crazy yeah. but and like that seeing and then, that correlation with current events with vader then coming out coming down onto the planet and just okay we see this in multiple films of the star wars universe where a force user is trying to pick a uh, take a ship out of the sky tiktok video about that today showing all the examples he has zero efforts and just yanks this thing no Scorpions effort at all and just, just freaking like, get over here and pulls it to the ground and just rips it apart it like rips nothing it apart no sweat was it's like was crazy. what the hell and then we see it was a decoy but just like him alone like just dragging that and i mean i've had i've had people ask it's like well why didn't do that to the million falcon i was like well one he wanted the falcon to go because he had boba fett track it Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. Like he had no intention to catch the the Millennium Falcon and Empire. 
but like knowing that he's also in this episode he could just do it whenever and have that strength in the forest it's like oh which so this is another thing where it's like if you think about it in the situation like the obviously the lessons that we're getting out of this series don't apply to like the original trilogy because Mm -hmm. of course it came out so long ago but if you let them and like think about the stuff that's happening here and considering it as if it happened before because they did a damn good job of the writing they did to make it seem i I saw i saw a tiktok video today about how we see what won't Anakin or not Anakin when Luke comes in and it's like, Hey, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue to Leia. He's like, who is like, Oh, I have Ben Kenobi. And she freaks out. And is like, Ben Kenobi, where now like watching this show and seeing that again in a new, in a new hope. And I was like, Oh my God, I understand why she's so excited to see him and why she specifically asked for him. It's like, oh, it's it, it, like them connecting the dots over the little things and connecting it as a whole is perfect. Like they are doing the writing so well right yeah, now. I mean, and, and so if you like let the lessons that Anakin slash Darth Vader is learning in this series, because like he is learning lessons just as much as Obi-Wan is. Mm-hmm. Like if you think that he's not evolving from this like because he obviously is so if you come to that question of like why doesn't he do that with the millennium falcon because during this episode they're both kind of reliving that scene that they do the flashback that they're showing us of like yep. anakin being blinded by his victory and therefore losing because of it he mm-hmm. becomes blinded by the fact that he has the ship that he grabs it yanks it out of the air and tears it apart he becomes blinded to the fact that he grabs the wrong ship (laughs) yeah and he gets away he became so focused on the victory that he had that he lost it so it's like if you you allow that to affect like his point of view in in like he's learned the patience that he needed to to learn in order to become that comes across that comes back to what the grand inquisitor said in the very first episode when he's hunting that Jedi in that um, open cantina, what does Why it take to let... what does it take to hunt a Jedi? Strict patience. They patience. hunt themselves, like yeah. And he's he like by the original trilogy, Darth Vader has learned that lesson. Yeah, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to. Like, he knows eventually Obi Wan will come to him, and he will take <clears throat> like take that shot when it gets there. Yeah. So. See that, uh, you know, the, the other tragic is, I don't remember her name, but I thought she was a cool character. The, uh, the, the, Tyla, I think is her name. Tyla. Yeah. Or something like that. In in the imperial officer that, that, uh, was, um, double agent, like like part of the rebellion underground railroad thing, which, uh, we see, you know, she, she, you know, self-sacrifices with the, I was like, Oh, thermal detonator crap. (laughs) We know what happens next. Well, see, we knew what was going to happen. <laughs> well, true. Beforehand. Because they showed a very clear picture of that control panel. And we know what happens with control panels in Star Wars. If <laughs> there's an open up. door. Well, no. No, you see the, the one by the door. And it's like, okay. Oh, yeah. 
there's an open door. There's a control panel. What's going to happen? She's going to shoot it. The door's going to close because that's how Star Wars logic works. Yep. <laughs> and so it was like, oh, she's just waiting for him to get out of the way because she's going to shoot that. Because they did. The shot that they did had a very nice view of that control panel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, she's going to blow up. She's going to shoot the, the control panel, close the door, and then blow them up. Makes yep. sense. Makes sense. And thermal detonators are like miniature nukes. They're not grenades. Like no, they they're think- like so. There is frag grenades in Star Wars. Thermal detonators are basically napalm. It's like grenades with napalm on steroids. Yeah, like they don't go off like a regular grenade. They grow. They go off like a miniature nuclear thing, like a room size nuclear blast. <clears throat> so yeah, they all it got messes up. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, but then, uh, well, the end of the episode five, we get the. Obi, uh, uh, Reva versus uh, Darth Vader fight with Vader having zero effort and blocking. Mind this you, he, he's force. dodging and using the force <clears throat> to literally just parry everything, and then eventually grabs her sabers. And this was what I thought was really cool. The uh, he split her sabers in half and used the same stance he taught Ahsoka in the Clone Wars. Because it's the same fighting stance that Ahsoka uses. I realized that. Which was really cool. It's like, no way! And then, you know, stabs her right through the same spot he stabbed her. uh, And during Order 66. And he's like, oh, yeah, I knew all along, youngling, sorry! (laughs) And then, you know, Grand Inquisitor is like, haha, I'm not dead. Yeah, come back. Which, honestly, personally... Don't stab... Don't stab people in the gut with lightsabers. Apparently, it doesn't work. It does, yeah. It's not well, effective. Well, with Grand Inquisitor, his species, the Palans, have two stomachs. Oh, so, okay. he can live without one. That's fair. Granted, That's fair. Like, like we've been saying all episode, lightsabers cauterize it, so it's not like it's going. he's going to bleed out or anything from it anyway. Yeah, but like... Still need your stomach. <laughs> still need your stomach. Yes. Compared to, I mean, a lot of people is like, well, there's a lot of things. Like, like even, it doesn't cauterize all your stomach acid. It's still going to spill out the gap. You need true. to. Well, and a lot of people is like, well, how did Qui- why did Qui Gon die? Being <clears throat> getting stabbed in the stomach. It's like, well, he got stabbed straight through the gut. Reva got stabbed. Human. He's also human. Reva got stabbed on her uh, end of her left side of her. So, like, it missed majority of her vital organs. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there, there's multiple reasons for this. Yeah, you can't... It's hard to explain with, like, aliens. Personally, like, though, I, <clears throat> I I wanted the Grand Inquisitor to end Reva at that spot and have a perfect, like, moment where, ha-ha, you nice try, stab, you're dead. But <clears throat> it didn't. And obviously, you haven't, haven't reached her arc yet. Apparently not. <clears throat> so, and then then it goes to episode six. After them being chased, and it goes like what? Then cha- getting chased by a star destroyer by Vader. They don't and have a hyperdrive. They, so their hyperdrive's down, so they can't dodging. go to hyperspace. So <clears throat> very reminiscent of like kind of the beginning of like New Hope, where like they're mm-hmm. trying to flee uh, yeah, from the true. ship and getting blasted. <clears throat> uh, um, they made that was something else. They made the Star Destroyer, because that was, like, I think that was the first, like, really good look we saw of a Star Destroyer in the entire sh- show. In the show, it, yeah. It looked 
like they plucked it directly out of the original trilogy. Like honestly, oh, yeah. they look like it looked like the exact same. But like the, I just I did appreciate that effect. I was like, wow, that looks so good. And then what we get, Obi Wan, obviously like being the noble Jedi he is. Sack goes and takes a dropship. And, he's, uh, he's he's sacrificing, but he's also like finally facing. Yeah, like he's finally he, he is the to, full he's intent face to Darth Vader. face Vader, to face, face Anakin, and to move on with his life, If even if he dies. Like, one of us will die, um, him talking to Qui-Gon, well, him thinking he's talking to Qui-Gon, um, and having that realization, is like, I need to get over this, I need to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, of course, you know... Vader falls for it, and because he's completely obsessed with his old master, uh, goes and follows Kenobi after the Grand Inquisitor. He's like, no, we need to go after this rebel cell. What are you doing? And completely <clears throat> ignores he's, that. Yeah, he's blinded. He's blinded by mm-hmm. his hate. Um, which, I mean, we hear about that all the time. Which, I'm just going to get this out of the way. Reva's part of the thing. Really, I do really like it. Seeing putting uh, Owen and Baru in the spotlight that mm-hmm. was cool. That was really cool. But basically, she goes, P- Baru being so much better oh, than that? Owen. <laughs> she like, was like, sick, dude. She, she had she weapons so cool. like straight at stored. It's like, wait, what did he? Like- Owen's like shocked that they had weapons. It's like, dude, you live in Tatooine. Have at least one rifle for. Come on, dude. it was so cool. It was so cool, like giving them a bit of the spotlight. But yeah, Riva, she comes to Tatooine. She's going after Luke. She wants to kill the child of Darth Vader because that's her her revenge because she finds out about Luke at the end of Episode Five. Um, and we get this whole part where you know she's going after him. Owen and Beru are defending. They've like definitely taken a very like tactical approach. You know, trying to defend against her. Owen holds his own. For yeah, a while there. He does. That, like, I mean, that was impressive. From a guy who is an adopted brother, basically, of Anakin Skywalker, who knows the Jedi and were told about them because Anakin was a Jedi, I'm sure he had tactics behind, uh, under his belt when it comes to, like, sure, oh, if anybody like, came around. But I mean, obviously, like, eventually, he wouldn't be. To plan for a Jedi and to actually be able to hold your own against a force wielder with a lightsaber right those are two different things and like he does then again i mean it also comes down to (laughs) reva was heavily injured from vader prior so like you see like was it i think was was it owen or baru that just straight up punched her in the side and it was owen owen straight up punched punched her in the side right in the the same spot vader because he saw it and he was like ah this is like an opportunity this is an opening punch which Another small attention to detail that I like uh, the, 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 the amount of like work they put into this is that like Owen gets his leg injured in this fight. Yes. And that is why he has that during the original trilogy. And it was like, mm-hmm. that's such a good, that's such good writing to just like have that. Like we're going to explain this one Detail. One little detail that you happen. don't need to know about, but we're going to do it. <clears throat> and you think, like, maybe, like, you know, whatever. He got hurt with machinery or something. Like, you could come up with a thousand reasons why. And they were like, no, we're going to give you 
an awesome reason why. He got injured from defending <clears throat> Luke from an Inquisitor and surviving it. Yeah. So, but, you know, of course, she gets her, like, moment where she's, like, trying to kill Luke and she sees, like, the face of, like, one of the other younglings or herself. I can't. She, or, uh, it was herself. That scene was so dark, I could barely see anything. <laughs> Yeah, that was my only issue with that specific side of the episode. Is so like, dark. it was a super dark scene. As like, I get that they're filming this at night, but like, come on, guys! Like, they need to up the lighting. Up it the was, lighting just a rough. smidge. To like, you to didn't like Mandalorian had the probably the best lighting, even in the dark scenes. It had really good lighting, but like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So. But, you know, she doesn't end up killing him because she can't bring herself to do it. And, you right. know, that's her redemption arc. Uh, which uh, is cool. It was cool. It wasn't who like, knows what happens <clears throat> now with Reva because she yeah, does live. Yeah. So, and I'll get to my theory on that after we talk about the fight. Oh, between that Obi-Wan fight. And that fight. They started was it. Epic. Dirty. They started it. They started it, dirty. it just like Revenge of the Sith. They said, I it's will like, do I must. must. I was off my couch. I it's was like, oh off my, God. my couch. And then he poses. He did the he did the general grievous stance. And I was like, this is not fair. And then uh, apparently and apparently this was something that like Darth Vader said against Ahsoka some in something or whatever. But it was like, I also uh I thought it was just kind of a little bit of like a twist on like Revenge of the Sith as well, because he says, I will do what I must. And instead of saying, you will try, he says, you will die. Yeah. (laughs) But he he does say that. So in end of season two Rebels, Ahsoka and Vader have a fight. And this is where you're going to see, uh, you'll see a lot of dualities between those two fights in this episode. Um, One of them being like the line he says to Obi-Wan is like, then you will die. Meaning, like, I don't care who you are anymore. I'm going to kill you, regardless if you're my master or my old Padawan. Yeah. But that fight, like, you see Obi Wan get back into the him him slowly getting back in the groove of things, getting pairing, blocking, attacking. It's the choreography was so much time in that choreography, and just seeing like Vader move as much as he was like that was the most that was, when vader usually just walks in slashes and like, now this he's is the like, time where you physically see vader and legitimately of course, fight we, we know that they had to do that because hayden christensen is such a good lightsaber choreographer like you see Funny how enough, often he practices doing these scenes with <laughs> with the vader stuff specifically they have an actual expert on vader from like i think i don't I forget what's what films i don't know if it was the original trilogy or what um but when vader when anakin becomes vader majority of his body is replaced with um robotics and his yeah. le- both his legs are straight up both his legs are, and his other arm and um, he's already so got he one. had to change <laughs> the way he fought um compared to like so when you see vader fight like this in episode six compare when you see anakin fight in episode three uh, revenge of the sith it's clearly different to where vader has to move a lot different like he doesn't have limited. a full he has a limited range of the way oh, he has he to fight because that's like and obviously we know that like 
it's not a hundred percent because like Luke can still channel the force through like his replaced hand. Like we see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and you can still use the force in robotic hands, but it's like Um, you can't like you can't. But range of movement. Yeah, we also can't like supplement it because we know that like in the prequels, like they're they're using the force to like enhance their abilities at like nearly all times. Like that's why Mm -hmm. there's like the super mobility and the speed and agility is like they're also imbuing those parts of their bodies with the force to like give it. It's kind of hard to do that when you have two robotic legs. Yeah, like you're limited. (laughs) Can only move so much. (laughs) But it was still the most mobile we've ever seen Darth Vader be. And that yes. was insane. It was <clears throat> insane. And I mean, he does get the upper hand on Obi-Wan. But this is um, arguably the toughest opponent he's faced. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, like, yeah, like without the, a doubt. He's like Luke was just a, as as strong as Luke becomes. He was just a little baby. Who was just a little baby when he fought him. Like Darth Vader didn't So with try. Vader, <clears throat> I would say this, this is so far that we've seen in the canon. <clears throat> This is Vader's probably his most difficult fight. His second most difficult fight was with Ahsoka at the end of Rebel Season 2. Because yeah, he, he got heavily damaged through that as well. But more so in this episode. Like, so, you know, Vader gets the upper hand, thinks he wins, gets, he gets the high ground. Which I thought was hilarious. I, I, I thought that was great. I was <laughs> and buries oh. Kenobi. Wait, can we... We talk about that pillar though, that first pillar that Obi Wan tries to use. Yeah. That, oh, that you gotten stronger. It's like <laughs> it's like your strength has returned, but the weakness blasts it into oblivion. <laughs> and it was like, oh no, don't start the force <laughs> battle with Vader. This isn't good. It's like, oh, you're you're getting back to where you were. Yeah. And I was no, like, Vader's not gonna today. crush you with the force. And you know what he does? He tries to. <laughs> he tries to crush him, and then. Obi-Wan finally releases himself from everything and, like, lets himself be Channels those good emotions. Channels the force like he used to and starts wrecking him. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my... Him literally... Oh, you think you can blast a pillar? Here, let me summon hundreds of rocks and just start pelting him left and right. The choreography for the first part of the fight. Really good, right? Really good. I also appreciate like the nod to basically Jedi Fallen Order. I assume with the two rolls, I was like, "Oh, look, he's rolling, he's Cal." Uh, <laughs> um, but then you get it to the second part, and he is flowing through all of it. He does the backhand pass to his other hand, and then like when Vader stops it with the one hand, he like he does like flows the spin behind his back to bring it back into. And I was like. Oh man, oh, like oh, that's ridiculous. It and was then, insane. And then Earthbender Obi Wan, <laughs> which here, here's you thought you breaking for a, anyone a who's pillar. watched go. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Like this gave me that those vibes the moment he landed on this planet because the final battle for Avatar: The Last Airbender, like him versus Aang versus Ozai, is in a in a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in that like rocky with like giant rocky pillars. pillars that look basically exactly like this place. And I was like, okay. And then he just starts pelting with rocks. I was like, 
I channel a little avatar last impairment there. I appreciate it. I respect it. Great <laughs> show. Just Great, Obi-Wan yeah. slashing all his mechanics. Like, That's smart, though. Ill. It was he's smart. He's not even slashing it. He's bashing it with the pommel of his lightsaber. Yeah. He doesn't cut it with the, the with the blade. He's like, bam, bam, bam. Like, he's just jamming it's his like, lightsaber. I am done pommel. with this guy. <laughs> and and then like, slashes oh. his helmet split open. Now that, that now that now that's the scene where I was getting to at the beginning of the episode, like is it's a mirror to the episode where Ahsoka fights uh Vader in season two of so Rebels. I've seen that scene and I do remember that she cuts open his helmet too in that part. And you see Anakin and Vader. What was really cool and I never noticed this and so I saw uh, someone pointed it out today. Ahsoka opened up the right side of his helmet. Obi-Wan opened up his left side. Luke opened up the full mask to bring back Anakin. That's cool. I was like, oh, that's cool to see. Just like that mm-hmm. metaphor and mirroring of everything. But just see, just hearing Hayden's and then James, James Earl Earl's Jones voice. We didn't even talk about that. Together. They got James Earl Jones back for Darth Vader. <laughs> like a guy's ninety one. Yeah, they got him. I was He's so like, I heard his voice. He did I everything. He did all his home. He, uh, I, I read an, I read an article. He did all his recording at home because he doesn't go anywhere anymore these days. He's, um, yeah. but like, but that... he he did all the recording at home, and I was like, oh my god. They got him back. <laughs> I yeah, we didn't even talk about the moment like he walks in and we hear the voice and I'm like, that's that's fucking that damn it. Sorry. <laughs> that's forcing Darth Vader. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> uh, it's so good. Uh, but uh yeah, we see that was that was like that's uh, that's and that's Darth Vader. The other thing too, another cool uh reprisal is John Williams. He did the entire soundtrack for the show. And if anybody oh. knows John Williams, John Williams is the original composer of all the music for Star Wars. Oh yeah, for sure. They they pulled out all the stuff for this, and honestly, this show literally hit the respect. And we haven't even gotten to all of the good parts yet. We haven't even got to them yet. But yeah, but but like, let the floodgates open because this was one of the most emotional scenes in the entire show. Yeah, yeah. Or like, it was it was it was probably the second most emotional for me. With the second being the very last scene oh, of the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the first one being that. But this, the pain in Ewan McGregor's voice for... Oh. Just seeing his face and hearing him is like... And seeing Anakin's face in Vader's mask and hearing with both the voices, voices. The voice changing back and forth because his modulator is broken. And then the breathing, it's like half Darth Vader and just half like wheezing because mm-hmm. like he's messed up all the mechanics. He's broken open the mask. He can't even breathe properly at this point. Oh. It was like, it was, it was painful to watch. It was, but, it was really painful. But then they, they, you know, basically, yeah, Anakin or Darth Vader tells him like, and I, it was such a strong line for him to say it the way he said it of like, I am not your failure. And it was like, and to come back, I mean, obviously go back to revenge of the Sith where he's like, where with Obi-Wan screaming down at Anakin, like I have failed you mm-hmm. to then this part where he's saying, 
you are I am not your failure because you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I, I did. And just hearing and, he, and the cool thing about that like with that line, he does that same line with Ahsoka and the rebels to where it's like Anakin Skywalker is uh is dead. I killed him and the Ahsoka going off is like, well then I guess I have to take revenge. He's like, well, revenge is not the Jedi way, and you—that's where we get Ahsoka saying, "Like, I'm not a Jedi," because she's not. There's those little, there's just those like, little flashes. I feel like you see of Anakin still in there, like the Anakin that cares for these people, like mm-hmm. you know him telling Ahsoka, like you know, revenge isn't the Jedi way because, and I guess she's not the, but he doesn't like. Part of him is there, not wanting her to turn to the dark side because he. He doesn't want that for her. And then for, for Obi-Wan, he wants Obi-Wan to move on. And so he tells him, like, the thing he needs to know. Because Obi-Wan's caught up on thinking that, like, he failed He says these things and doesn't realize, obviously, he says these things. And it, like, it slips out of him. Like, the light of himself, of Anakin, slips out from Vader from time to time. And obviously, Vader's being in control. But this is where, like, his, like, he's primarily Vader, but this is where we get where to the original trilogy. The, where the duality this is how... of the two natures go together mm-hmm. along with, and they represent that with the duality of the voices in the scene. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that scene was so good. I was just, I was, I was surprised they did that scene. But, uh, oh my, I'm so glad they did. And then, and then we see. They edit, they make the edit that they need to make to like line it back up with the trilogy because Obi-Wan doesn't call them Anakin. He calls him Darth. Yeah. And so he, he's like, okay, fine. Like my friend is truly dead. Goodbye, Darth. Mm-hmm. Where he like gives him the new name. And so like, again, and then just leaves. And then writing, Vader perfect. literally basically stumbling, trying to get up because he was beaten so bad. He's like, yeah, yeah, you thought you had your one up on your master. Well, it's like master. Dead, you don't. But like his suit's so compromised too. Like he's mm-hmm. he's he doesn't have a whole lot. Like the suit's keeping him alive. The suit, like the the mechanism that allows you to breathe, got busted up real bad. The mask is half off, so like you're you can't like you're having trouble breathing there. Like you, you, you got pummeled by like I don't know fifty rocks. So, right like you're probably bruised pretty bad but you regardless <laughs> how strong your armor is but like yeah and then oh no ban it ban it ben ban it <laughs> yeah no promo codes um but and then of course you know obi-wan goes back to tatooine you know he basically like gives Ariva the talk you know and she you know lives to another day to see what they do with her from from now we're yeah, not sure I mean, yeah and, but, and this is where if they ever want to do another season honestly instead of doing another season obviously for obi-wan they'll just do a spin-off show with her do you think we will see her in jedi survivor because that's my theory because we know could, that they're making be. nods. That we know that Cal Kestis exists in this line because they showed BD One and Boba Fett. So it, I mean, it's a BD droid. It's not. I don't think it's, it's BD. It might be BD One. It's but, painted um, just like BD One. True, but 
<clears throat> so Jedi Survivor takes place at the same... It's during the same time as Obi-Wan Kenobi is going on. As far as we know. It's in the same year. At least it starts in the same year. So, I mean, I... He starts honestly, later in the year? And it, she... Possibly. I, I, I don't mean, know. I she'll be a big role, something. but like we know, have her uh, taught in. I mean, part of it. So, uh, well, fallen, uh, fallen order. Uh, we see Saw Gerrera come back. They do, yeah. They and do, he like, was in Clone things. Wars and Rogue One. Yeah. So, so like, like I, mean, I can see them doing <clears throat> something like that. And of course, in Mandalorian, they did the whole thing with all of the 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 night the Night Watch, Black Watch, Night Watch, Death Watch. Oh no, Death Watch. There Death Watch. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they brought back the Naboo fighter like and Book of Boba doing Fett. That. Like they've been referencing these things in different, th- like the different they're, they're tying everything together. And this is why I'm really excited for Lucasfilm going forward. Uh, and Catherine Kennedy's came out and said this: like going forward, they're not going to focus on movie trilogies; they're going to focus on complex storytelling. So going forward, when they do, like they. They'll come out with a Star Wars film, but it's just going to be like standalone films. They're not going to do trilogies over a course of four years that's, or something like that. It's just going to be. It's just what Marvel does. Like, yeah, they I mean, because do... if you think about the complex storytelling aspect, like, like with with them, they did the sequels. The sequels were were not great. <laughs> they they have their um, moments, but they have their moments as but they're, far as like. Not. as I, i'm okay like the characters i like some of the i liked a lot of the characters it's just the they writing wasn't to fully the way they there the other ones. Yeah. yeah but it, then it the they writing. come out they come out with other things like i mean obviously solo wasn't well received either i know that there's like a big thing yeah, but then a, they do yeah. the mandalorian which is probably I mean, Obi-Wan has now taken my primary spot for my favorite form of, like, my favorite Star Wars, like, media to happen. Pretty much, like, this was so good. But Mandalorian was definitely in that spot before. Because, oh, like, yes. the Mandalorian's so good. The, the storytelling they've been doing, the the writing they've been doing for the shows it is literally hitting everything to a T. And going forward, that's why I'm super excited going forward with everything. Like, that's what like the baseline going forward for sh- all the shows and everything is going to be based on these storytellings. And it's like keep it like that, you'll make everybody happy. At least majority of the Star Wars fandom, at least. So Ben, we have two last things to talk about. Yes, the two like fine the two last scenes of the show. So, for one. <laughs> He, he obviously Obi Wan. He leaves. He leaves his cave. Mm-hmm. And he moves out. He doesn't need to be right there next to Luke to keep him safe anymore because mm-hmm. Owen, Owen did a lot. Owen Amber. and um, they they prove themselves that they can protect Luke. And he also realizes that being caught, he's he's, he's not going to be caught up on the past anymore. So mm-hmm. he's not obsessed with the idea of having to train Luke. Mm-hmm. He's willing to let Luke be a child because. Like sometimes that's what's best for them. It's what was best for Leia because the path that she has been going down is 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 remarkable. She's she's we know where she ends up, of course. But oh yeah, we bit we get the meme. <laughs> they did the meme. Hello there. That was great. 
that was that was actually great. That was I was I was also off my couch again in this moment. That that was off my couch. <laughs> that was like so months. when we first see it was like in what episode two when he says hello and I was like darn it where's the there? It's like no, and then the very last one of the they last scenes is like hello talk. there, and I was like yes. They set up all <laughs> these things up. to capitalize in this. I mean, we don't even mention like the the thing that happened before with uh, uh, Darth Vader talking to Sidious. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we like see OG Ewan McDermott. Sidious, we way. see Ewan McDermott literally reprises his role as Emperor Palpatine and literally, <laughs> literally making Vader stop this. So you're you're being dumb and obsessive. Stop it, man. And like yeah, frowning on him, basically the entire time, it's like stop this. And Vader's like, okay, I guess I'll like, stop. I serve only you, my master. And then we get the first legitimate Imperial March of the the show. Yes. Rather than like the way they remix the the music for the other times, the actual legitimate Imperial March, which you know, I was off my couch for that too. I was super. I was. I was like, yes. And then of course we get hello there. And then, and then the then, last scene, which. This scene, I questioned at first, and then I found out it was actually, uh, it's actually canonized on how this happened. So, we see Obi-Wan go into this valley, and then, boom, Liam it's Neeson. Not even, it's not, yeah, it's it's a big, but it's like, they, they like, gradually, and... Yeah, they no, gradually, like, who is that, who is the that, and then you finally the turn effects, around, it's like... Yeah, which the way they did the effects for this was like, like very much like the how they did the Force Ghost before, because the Force Ghost didn't just like, like didn't like cleanly fade into existence and out. It was like a flickering, like like a little bit, and then a little bit brighter, a little bit brighter, a little bit brighter, and they did that with him. But mm-hmm. like you're just sitting there on your couch and you're like, oh, you know, this is a really nice can't. But it. Is that oh like you just see him slowly come into existence mm-hmm. and it's seeing Liam that freaking niece dude is so for it was so cool and I was like no freaking and that's legitimately I, him that's him and like he actually came back and reprised it um he looked and, exactly like Qui Gon from Phantom Minute he looked and I was when I saw the scene I was thinking how is this possible because. In season six of Clone Wars, he specifically said he never finished his training to become a Force Ghost. And then I looked it up in the recent Master and Apprentice book that came out a couple years ago, which is a canon book. It is specifically said in that book that he learned how to become a Force Ghost from literally, and it's called from a certain point of view. This is literally how they say it. Um, to where basically he can present himself as a force ghost through his own from his own memories of himself oh qui-gon yeah for qui-gon and that's how he can present himself as a force ghost is from his own personal memories of himself and projecting that through the force to show himself that's why he looks the same um when like obviously when he dies and everything and i think that's how we're kind of like it kind of goes back to anakin when vader when anakin dies in return of the jedi when we see him become a force ghost he's not the old vader he is anakin skywalker and i think it's the same way with how anakin present how he can present himself as a force ghost is from he's using his own memories as anakin because when you see him as a force ghost that's the last time we see anakin skywalker 
Yeah. Because after that, we see Darth Vader. Right. So I think that's where it comes into. But then, you know, I, I read an interview and uh, Liam Neeson is, he straight up says, like, I came back for the role. One, because I didn't want anyone else to play him. Two, to uh, respect George Lucas and the works of Lucasfilm. And three, because I worked with Ewan, McGre- uh, Ewan for so long ago, 25 years ago, when we worked on A Phantom Menace. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't believe say just... one, 25 years ago, holy crap. Two, it's great <clears throat> to see that you want to reprise the role just because you were the char- you're the character. And that you respected that, like you respected that character so much, <clears throat> because I mean, there's a lot of actors that don't want to come back to a certain role, just mm-hmm. because, but like you, when that role is really significant to you, that you like and, and respect it so much. That's that what I really appreciate with Star Wars is all these all of these people, all these people this. in the films, in in the shows that I mean, reprise this is the their same... roles. I mean, yeah, we're because they love those roles. We're seeing people from, you know, yeah, twenty years ago. I mean, this is the same Owen and Baru from that long ago. From Revenge of the Sith, yeah, but that was like that's eighteen or seventeen, eighteen years ago, nearly two decades ago, and these people are all coming back for these roles because of how much they respect it, and it's like. And like, yeah, we get like Ewan McGregor and and Hayden Christensen. They haven't had a lot of roles other than this. That, and like, especially are super Hayden. Regular. Especially Hayden. Uh, Ewan McGregor like, still does stuff. I mean, heck, he was in Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Or no, the Christopher Robin movie. Yeah, but it's like, kind it's of funny, not. But. but like, you don't see them on the same scale as like Liam Neeson. Right. Liam Neeson has so many things. I mean, and you like see things that like. You don't even think about the fact, like, the fact that he's your dad in Fallout Three. That's Liam Neeson, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, he's and, and, uh, he's <clears throat> Aslan in Chronicles of Narnia. He's like, Zeus in the Titan movies. Like, he, he's played with, really big roles. With, which me and my friend all agree that, like, that you know, as strong as like, uh, like I will find you and I will kill you is his strongest line is still release the Kraken. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I, like I, keep, the, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the meme, like, of all the roles that Liam Neeson <clears throat> plays, it's like, there's a meme, it's like, they list all his, like, famous big roles, and it's like, why on earth would you try to kidnap his daughter? Like, that's the last thing you want to do. <laughs> he trained a like, Jedi Master, he was God, he, he, he was Zeus, it's like, why on earth would you take his daughter? <laughs> that's the terrible yeah. idea. Yeah. I think it's just... But, yeah, it's that it's was, amazing seeing all these actors. That back. was the most, but that scene right there was like the most emotional for me. Yeah, like 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 I teared up for like the Obi Wan Anakin, like him Apollo. Like that was really sad. I teared up, but like that part, I was like actually crying. Like I had, I I had kind of gotten off my couch already from the hello there. Like I was pacing my living room. Uh, from the excitement of hearing a hello there. And then I just looked at that screen and I saw the force ghost coming up and I just like, I like, I just sat on the floor and I just watched it in complete silence. And I was like, this, this was so That was the best ending we could have gotten from that show. And we got it. Like, I don't, I can't see them ending that show any other way. 
Yeah, I was just... Like, that was the best ending. Of, I mean, the only other best ending I could think of is maybe seeing Yoda. But that, I mean, but the whole reason of him being on Tatooine, besides guarding Luke, was to learn from Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was just, that was so beautiful to see that. And, and this is, I think that's, that's the reason why I don't, want to see a season two of this right you like, know, they this ended it perfectly he's a don't beautiful conclusion else. to his story mm-hmm. like and it's a, a good start <clears throat> like we get the great ending we get for the season or for the series easily flows into a new hope like you and don't like, need to watch is, anything else and this is of course they, they put in links to things that they can use for a different show that's not obi-wan yeah and we like could get something the, to show about or um Camille or Camille uh, Nanjani's character mm-hmm. too. That would or be we a, could get that um <clears throat> one resistance or rebel um the guy who is um trying to save all the people and get off the off the planet. I cannot remember his name. He's the one that was like flying their ship and trying to get everybody away. Oh, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, broken. Much, yeah, yeah, broken. <laughs> um. I mean, they could do a show literally on him or, like, with a rebel cell or something like that later down the line. But, like, I, we don't need another... We don't need anything with Obi-Wan anymore. Now, would... I know both actors have come out and said they would love to do another season. But there's really... There's no reason to. Like, it's great to what see this... Did they do another... would be great like, would be live-action Clone Wars. Yeah, but that's, like, a giant undertaking. <laughs> But like they're both, they're both committed to it, dude. I know, but it's and like the support that they would get for that. Like, come on, let's be honest. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Stuff, and that's what people wanted. The two things that people wanted were to see Liam Neeson as a Force ghost, and uh, wanted to see Clone Wars flashbacks with Hayden and you. Which we got flashbacks, but they weren't in Clone Wars. Yeah, like during people the Clone want to Wars see era, them like, in Clone war. Wars armor. That's yeah. what they wanted. And I would have loved to see that. Uh, I mean, if they ever do anything with those two characters again, it would have to be before the events of Obi Wan. For sure. Like, but they, would... they don't, they, there's no after the series. Like going forward, they can't be anything because it just goes into the original trilogy at this point. It would. It would just be. It would just be beautiful to see them working together on something. Like, like. And knowing the Star Wars fandom and knowing how <clears throat> the love of these characters are, I, I'm sure we'll get something at some point. But uh, I think we're going to have to wrap this up. We are <laughs> a long a episode of <laughs> uh, discussion over Obi-Wan. Um, so thank you, everybody who's watching on the live. Um, and then except for that one bot we had i don't know <laughs> um but yeah we'll be back next week with another regular episode uh we're going to continue doing our crime syndicates crime syndicates words are hard um toasty um where can people find you um i mean you know i never plugged my personal twitter which i mean i don't like whatever um, I, I might as well, uh, but of course you can find me on the the Robots Radio 
uh, Discord channel. I am Toasty of Toaster Tunvalopolis on there. Um, uh, I am the co-host of the Witcher Lore cast um, that Ben is on quite frequently. Yes. Uh, and if you want more of me, I will be on his show on Monday. On Monday night, which <laughs> so... is my patron chat episode. <laughs> um, we do this with, flip-flop uh, every month. Which would be like... <laughs> you. If you want to join us on the Witcher Lorecast, you have approximately six hours to sign up on the Patreon for the show because this comes out on Monday at around 10 a.m. ish. So, you know, you got some, a little bit of time. <clears throat> um, but yeah, follow us on the Witcher Lorecast on Twitter as well. Um, and then my personal Twitter is at SoThanatosti. Um, I am Pepe Bread. You'll, you'll recognize my, my profile <laughs> picture once you see it. Um, and that's, that's about it. There's some other shows and stuff that I'm involved in, but there's a whole lot of stuff. The main one is the Witcher Lord cast. That's the important one. <clears throat> yep. And then, yeah, um, that you can find, obviously, you find our show through the Robots Radio Network as well, just like Toasties. Um, and like I said earlier, I will be on his show this Monday on the 27th. So the day after my birthday, which is going to be awesome, which is fun another year woo but uh yeah so i will see everybody next it's week june 27 well, i'll wait for after the show <laughs> after this shit <laughs> this all right Seth, damn it <laughs> number three all right uh terrible. see you everybody thank you for listening to holocron histories star wars canon versus legends you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. Do you love Dragon Age? Have you always wanted to learn more about its vast world and detailed lore? Are you still attached to your hero of Ferelden even a decade after Dragon Age Origins came out? Or maybe you're a newer fan, still discovering a new tidbit or quest every day. Well, either way, the Dragon Age Lorecast is the podcast for you. I'm Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm Shelby, also known as SheCup. And come and join us as we embark on a journey to explore and discover all things Dragon Age. We'll discuss all kinds of topics, from Lyrium to the Chantry and the great mysteries of the old gods, and even more that even you Bioware superfans might not know about. So come and listen on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And always remember... Swooping 